Welcome to 10 Minutes, the Breakout Investor Podcast. Today, we are providing an update on DimeCorp, ticker DMIFF. Joining me to provide the update is Breakout Investor Florian Buschek. But first, a disclaimer, no one on this call is an investment advisor. No one is providing investment advice. This podcast is for information purposes only. Before investing in any company stock, you must do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investors Discussion app, which can be accessed via your browser at app.breakoutinvestors.com, or you can download the mobile app by visiting the Apple or Android app stores. The application and much of the research content is free. Now to our topic, Dime4, ticker DMIFF. Florian, you've uh, done a great job of keeping the community uh, advised on this company. The last time we did a 10-minute podcast was November 26th. What's the new information coming out of the company? So there are a few updates to talk about, Scott. The first is um, with together with a colleague, I caught up with the CEO, Dean, after they really, their most recent news release. So in that release, they talked about the number of carrots they sold in this quarter, and that is about 5,500. So the nice thing about this is it's 25% more than the quarter before. The bad thing is it's slightly below expectations, especially expectations um, Dean has set for himself. And the reason is basically a power outage. So the local utility had a big issue in one of their plants. And despite assurance that that would not happen, um, they cut Diamcore off of power. I see. Now, so, did the company recently invest some money to um, help it in the future with respect to keeping power? That's exactly right. So this has happened once and it will never happen again. This cannot happen anymore. So they have measures in place now that they can um, mitigate anything of that sort happening ever again. Now, it's interesting. They're, um, they're, they're, they're adjacent to a big uh, De Beers mine, Valenza, uh, but they're also in the middle of a game reserve, aren't they? Yes, right. Yeah, interesting. Middle of a game reserve. Uh, so they are fairly remote and you know, it's understandable that uh, they, they need to be looking to supply some of their own power. Yeah, and I have to say, while it's not necessarily good news, the good aspect is that it has happened now when the volumes are lower anyways, right? If that had happened next year or so with much higher volumes, um, then the damage would have been that much greater. No. So in this, in this quarter, the damage was about just lost time, basically, and lost production. So if that hadn't happened, the number of carrots sold would have been at least 25% more. So about 1,000 or 1,500 carrots more. Well, 5,000 carrots, that's not bad. I mean, they're still rampant. Yeah, exactly. They are. I'm, the firm expectation is that every quarter, every sale will look better now. Correct. Okay. Yeah. What else have you got? So we had gotten information that they would get access to a used Borovesnik. So this is one of the three machines they are planning to add to the production circuit to ramp volumes. And as it turns out, this deal is likely turning sour because the seller um, has done a few questionable things. He has raised his price and he once paid upfront without any escrow, without any closer inspection and Dean doesn't trust him. And so this deal likely won't go through. Now, the good news is that this was actually... Um, done under supervision of the manufacturer Boroveshnik themselves. 
and they now offer Diamcore two brand new machines for an even lower price. So it would have cost them the used BV with some kit around, it would have been around 8 million rands. And now they are getting for 7.5 million rands, they're getting two brand new BV machines. The first one likely to be delivered in March. Okay, and these are gonna greatly increase the scale of production while lowering the costs. Right, and that is, I mean, that is a fantastic deal. For 7.5 million rands, um, two machines, and they would have the deposit down quickly for the first one, and that might be worth a news release. And these machines, they're the heart and soul of the operation. This is where the raw material is uh, is placed and the machine processes the, the, yeah. the, the stone and gravel and uh, uh, gets uh, the company towards a finish, well, a, a raw diamond. And so these PV machines are, are a critical part of, of the process of, of basically screening, sorting, things like that. So the current plant they have, the DMS, is very good for stones 10 millimeters and lower, smaller. And the one BV machine they will get is, is perfectly suited for 10 millimeters and larger. So it's important to understand that when you screen for these diamonds, it's always a little bit of a trade-off between volumes and size of the stones. Right. Uh, if you ramp volumes more, you have chances to miss certain stones in certain size windows. And so this one additional BV machine will cover the sizes 10 millimeters and up. I think you've got more. What, what, what's next? Yes. So one of the questions about Diamcore has always been, they have this deposit, but it's not fully characterized. They have one resource estimate with about 1 million carats to be um, not necessarily proven, but, but indicated. And that's not a lot for a diamond mine. So the question is still how much is there to be found? The original estimate uh, from stemming from DBS was 50 million carats. Um, those will never be found in full, but it's, it's critical to find out how much more there is. And so usually when um, explorers drill, for copper or gold, you need deep holes. It's all expensive. You spend millions of dollars, but that's not the case for Diamcore. Um, their deposit is very, very shallow. So every hole is maybe 15 meters or so, and it's very quickly. They, they need maybe an hour or so per hole. And so the last time Dean said they, they spent for 600 holes, it, it took them just 60 days to do that. So it's very quick and it's cheap. They're going to buy one RC drill um, themselves and then do that work in 2022, which should result in a resource update probably in Q3. Any reason so to the, do a resource update other than to cause the market to give them a greater valuation based yes, upon it, discounted it's, futures? It, it's critical. It's critical because you cannot just mine anywhere because if you hit an area where there's just nothing and you're completely in the darkness, you don't know, you haven't proven that there are diamonds, um, then it can happen, you mine for a week or so and you find nothing, right? So that's a risk uh, you can take uh, as, a, as a miner. I um, see, I, I hadn't realized that they were potentially in a position of processing blindly 
I, I, I thought that they had a pretty good idea where they were going to be taking. They do, they do, but it's still a risk. It's still a risk if you go into an area where you suspect that there is something and then you don't potentially don't find anything. So you're and basically saying actually, that they're, they're just being professional. This, this is to be expected. Exactly, yeah, absolutely. And to update the, these uh, resource estimates, so there's the Canadian Mining Code and these are 43101 compliant, which means they need an independent person to validate what they find. It's not that the geologist from the company can do all that himself because then, I mean, he's obviously biased, right? Um, and they have someone for that already. Uh, it's a lady with 30 years of experience and she will do that for them. And the other very, very good news is we just talked about not mining in an area you don't know well. So in the last quarter, they actually went into an area. Um, they started to go there um, where that is outside the current resource. And the grades were just as good as in the resource they have proven, if not better. And this validates the view that the deposit is much, much bigger than actually currently proven. Well, that sounds so cool. we can, that, that is fantastic. And, we, and for that reason, we can be very optimistic that this resource estimate will be very good. So they still have never, have never dug anything out without finding diamonds. Okay, I think you've got one more topic. Yeah, uh, the last bit of information is the balance sheet. So just last week, we had information that one of the largest holders of convertible debt has converted into shares. Uh, Dean has assured me that uh, those are in very good hands. None of them will find the market. And with that, the balance sheet will look a lot better. Add to that that they are continuing to pay down the equipment loan to Caterpillar. That will soon be gone. And there is a line item with debt to Tiffany. And Dean wants to restructure that in a very short time frame as well. So going into Q1, maybe Q2, not only will production pick up, but the balance sheet will look much, much better. Because right now, it just, let's be honest, it looks, it looks horrible, right? Very low cash position, uh, lots of uh, debt, also near-term debt, so current debt. So it looks terrible, even though if you dig a little bit further, it's, it's actually pretty good. But next year, that will also be reflected in, on, in the financial statements. Very good. Any final thoughts before we conclude? I don't think so. Uh, I, I think it's, it's, a very, it's a very good buy here at these levels, having pulled back so much from the recent peaks. We know the insider selling is cleared out. There's no more to be expected. The volume is already drying up. So there's not much in selling left. I would say if you want to establish a position here, it's, it's a good opportunity uh, because 2022 will be a fantastic year. And uh, Dean even mentioned he's expecting from, from February onwards. So we have to take into account around Christmas, they will lose a few days just because of the holidays. But then from February on, the numbers they, they sell in terms of carrots will look fantastic. He called it a breakout. He's expecting a breakout. A breakout. That's fantastic. Well, we're done with 10 minutes. Thank you very much, Florian. 
We are breakout investors. This podcast is meant as an easy on-ramp to understanding today's company and the research and collaboration we do. Please join us for that discussion uh, where we'll talk about Dynecore and other small and microcap names with catalysts. You can do this on our discussion platform at app.breakoutinvestors.com or you can download the mobile app uh, via the Apple or Android app stores. Breakout Investor 10-Minute Podcast is syndicated and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, listen, and give us a five-star review. Some or all the speakers may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. The views in this podcast expressed are those of the speakers, not Breakout Investors. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Neither Breakout Investors nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information presented by this podcast and any liability, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, therefore is expressly disclaimed. No one on this podcast is an investment advisor. No one is providing investment advice. Before investing in any company's stock, you must do your own research. Thank you for listening.